0: I hope this is a very wonderful day for all of you. Several years ago, actually five years ago, I was uh, in Omaha, Nebraska. I was about to do a thirty-day silent retreat, and I remember that right before we did the thirty-day, we had a. They brought in a, the people leaving the retreat had a had a Jesuit come in and give us a conference, kind of preparing us for the spiritual exercises. And I remember not really being all that excited about this particular Jesuit. It wasn't exact. He wasn't in in clerics, and he. He wasn't. I, I didn't realize this. He was actually blind, so he wasn't making eye contact. I felt terrible afterward, <laughs> but but he was. But he was just kind of. So I didn't really wasn't really too. Didn't really get a great first impression. But as soon as he opened his mouth, just some of the most profound spiritual wisdom I'd ever heard just kind of came spewing forth. And I remember one of the things that he said was was this: We get ourselves into trouble whenever we mix theology. We get ourselves into trouble whenever we mix theology. Now, I don't know whether I remember that because it was great advice or whether the fact a Jesuit was saying that. I have no idea. But I was very moved by the fact that, that his example applied to me. What he said was, many of us could be Orthodox Catholics, but in our lives be very Pelagian. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the term Pelagian, Pelagian, don't worry, you're you're with 90% of the population here. What what Pelagianism is is a heresy that believes that original sin is not really a factor in our lives. And what, what that heresy believes and what that manifests itself into is this idea that you and I can work out our salvation and do great things without the help of Jesus, without the help of the Lord. And so what that basically translates into, and what, what Father, Father, Father Larry was saying in, in that, was that we may, might, might believe in the Lord, we might trust Him, we might think He's great, but in our day-to-day life, nothing can be further from the truth. In our day-to-day life, everything revolves around us, everything's on our shoulders, and everything depends upon our own spiritual efforts and our own personal efforts. And I think that very much applies and that wisdom and that practical reality that affects both you and I, is, translates into this very gospel passage. This gospel passage, at least for me, is a very hard one to read. It doesn't sound hard at first. I mean, it's actually quite nice, to, to be honest. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. It sounds wonderful. It sounds really incredible, but the fact of the matter is, is most of us usually whenever we hear this, it kinda doesn't really make an impact. Kind of turns into nice pious platitudes. Oh yeah, that's nice. Jesus loves me. Woo! That's great. And it doesn't really go any deeper than that. It doesn't really have any bearing on our reality, on how we live our day to day life. Because it's not that we don't think it's true, but we think it's too good to be true. Yes, it's nice that God tells us that he's, that he's got us covered, that he's our shepherd, that he takes care of us, but I got bills to pay. I got kids to worry about. I got a house note that's, that's, that's constantly on my back all the time, and I, and I, and I don't know how I'm going to pay it this month. My self-image just isn't what it used to be. So many distractions come in and into our lives to the point where we tend to forget that in all reality, we have nothing to worry about. That In all reality, the Lord is here with us, holding us in his hands, and that no one can take us away. Nobody can take us away from the power of God. Now, I know what many of us are thinking is, okay, yeah, you know, you're right, Father. Nobody can take us away from the Lord. You know, we don't have anything to worry about. But, I mean, let's be honest. You and I can leave the Lord. We can leave the Lord at any time. We can forget about Him. We can go our own way. We can do our sinful thing. And we can just just abandon Him completely. And you're right. You're right. You and I have that capability. We have that power. While the Lord says that nobody can take us from His hands, even Satan himself we still have the power to leave his hands ourselves. And for many of us, whenever we hear this, we get scared. What if I do that? What if I leave the Lord? What if I turn away from him and it contends to cause this anxiety? Well, the, the fact of the matter is, nobody overtly leaves the Lord. I take it back. Very few people overtly leave the Lord. In fact, I would argue that Less than 100 people in the courts of history have ever actually done that. Walked inside, you know, walked through those doors of the church, come now right here, look to the cross and say, Lord, I'm done. I quit. Nobody says that. Nobody does that. But something else happens to people. Something else happens to us. We might agree that the Lord is great. We might agree that he's all powerful. But then our finances get in the way. Then our image gets in the way. Then our worldly worries get in the way. Our property, our children, my pastor—we get they get in. We tend to worry about these things and become fearful that they will to the point where they consume our lives. To the point where you and I completely forget the presence of God. And what ends up happening is we become our own gods, we go our own ways, and we no longer can listen to him. But whenever we do find that voice, whenever we do recognize that the Lord really is here, that the Lord really does hold us in his hands, then our life will be changed forever. My own personal experience, whenever it's it's a fitting story because today is Vocation Sunday, Whenever I, was, whenever I was in college, I'd kind of gotten away from this. i kind of believed, yes, the Lord is great. You know, he's a wonderful God. He's in the tabernacle. He loves me. That stuff. But I'd kind of become consumed with my studies and consumed my own personal affairs to the point where it really didn't have much bearing on my life. But I remember after going through a lot of prayer, going through a lot of discernment, and really growing in my relationship with him... I was at Our Lady of Mercy Adoration Chapel in January 2010. You the know, Saints won the Super Bowl. Who and I And I was there, and all of a sudden, a beautiful revelation hit me. If God is all-powerful, and God is all-loving, what that means is that God has my best interest in mind. What that means is that God wants me to flourish. He wants me to be the best, not just in this life, but in the rest of eternity. But what that also means is because he is all powerful, he's going to make that happen. He's going to ensure that I will flourish, that I will be the best, that I will do what he asks of me. And what that means is that I can trust him. That I can actually surrender my life to him. That I don't need to fight anymore. That I don't need to sit and scheme and plan and worry and cut corners and do this and that and the other so I can get ahead. But what I need to do is pray. And guys, a month later I entered seminary and it was the best decision I ever made. Because I trusted in the Lord. Because I recognized that because he is all powerful, because he is all loving, he would take care of me. And that same reality applies to you. That same reality. The Lord is not just my shepherd, he's your shepherd. The Lord is not just my God, he's your God. He's all-powerful, he's all-loving, he's all-knowing, and he has your best interest in mind. But the fact of the matter is, you guys, you and I will never ever see it. And we'll become blind to it. If we instead focus our lives on fear. If we instead focus our lives on trying to get ahead. If we instead focus our lives on trying to avoid the worldly problems and the worldly trivialities that come on your your doorstep and my doorstep. Versus putting our trust in the Lord. Taking care of the worldly business, yes, but obsessing over them, never. And so my challenge for you all this Good Shepherd Sunday is to go through your life, especially this week. And see what are the fears that are in my heart. What are the distractions that are drawing me away from recognizing that the Lord is my shepherd and that there is nothing I shall want? What is it that's keeping me from trusting in him? And take that very thing and give it to him. Give it to him so that he might take your fears and transform them into something great and transform you into someone great. Because always remember, guys, the Lord is all-powerful. He is all-loving. He always has your best interest in mind. Amen.